0: A good question. A little fan fiction oh. compiled by the Mitch Burns. Note to sell. Mitch was right. Mitch told to me. Oh, Mitch. Hey, film vaulters. Hey, film vaulters. This is Mitch Burns, or some of you may know me as the Mitch Burns. I am here today with Eda Beta the master at Dropping the Beat for the Cinematics Podcast. He is the master at editing podcasts, and he is the master co-host at the Middle Class Film Class Podcast. And he is here with me today. Pete, how are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm a master, am I? Well, I mean, I think you do the editing for Kleberg, or, or who? which podcast do you do the editing for?
1: No, I don't. I don't edit anybody else's. But we, me and Joseph on our show, we split uh, editing duties, and oh. Joseph is an actual video editor. That's his like day job. So editing audio is like light lifting compared to that. So he's he's got it. He's got it. He can do that with the eyes closed. I do. Okay, never
0: mind. He's a, yeah. <laughs> he is a, a shit on editor. Um, <laughs> Noah, I just I swear I thought somebody just said to me recently that you edit their podcast. Maybe Kleberg was just yanking my chain or something <laughs> i don't I, know I, I send audio clips
1: to various <laughs> podcasts and some of them choose to use them like uh right Gre- greg does greg and bruce love to they will slip my my drops in there and uh i always i always feel bad because i'm like man that's i've had that drop on there for a long time I, f- I feel like i don't feel like they owe it to me to play it or anything like that because I'll, I'll send audio clips to people that they don't even acknowledge my
0: existence <laughs> oh I- I always wait for it, and then sometimes they spend five minutes just leading up to the drop. <laughs> like, what does Pete do? Oh, I don't know. What does Pete do? And then it's like, we get it. Yeah. Drops of the beat. Do but it. The new, the new one is hilarious with the Dune intro, and then it just goes <laughs> to fucking screamo. Oh, the screamo! Yeah. Makes me laugh every time. I'm sure um, it'll make it'll. I'll stop laughing at it at some point, and it'll just get <laughs> annoying. But I like it for now. Cool. Good. I'm um, happy. So as always, my guest picks a topic that the Film Vault podcast has done over its 20 year tenure. And today, Pete has chosen top five movies that need a sequel, which we will be doing after we talk for a bit. And I kind of interviewed uh, Pete. Uh, Pete, Peter, what, what do you like?
1: My birth name is Peter. Most people call me Pete, but my dad's name is Pedro. So a lot of people also call me Pedro.
0: Really?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You you don't strike me as a Pedro.
1: I am mostly. I've been my whole life. I've been telling people I'm Swedish and Spanish. Um, Are but, you? But well, that's what I was told. Uh, I took a DNA test recently. I'm actually more Scottish than a Spanish. <laughs> I had no idea there was any Scotland <laughs> in me. But uh, the last name is is Spanish. I made this is Spanish. So my as dad, you can probably
0: sorry. That's don't okay. talk over Matt, the guessments. Yeah, Jesus. my.
1: My dad is Pedro, but his dad is Pete. So I'm technically the three Pete.
0: Three Pete. Where's the drum uh, kick? Um...
1: No drum, just snoring.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As you can tell, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm kind of, I have a lot of Scottish in me. Like, you know, my dad's name is literally Robert Burns, like Robbie Burns, you know, like Robert Burns, Mm -hmm. the, the poet, you know, I don't know. Is that a poet? You don't know who Robbie Burns is? I'm, like ba- they- I'm barely literate. I'm sorry. <laughs> i fixed literally cars for They uh, Robbie Burns Day. Maybe, well, maybe I just know it because my dad's name is Robert Burns. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah, we celebrate it in our house. You don't celebrate it <laughs> in your house? Wait, you don't celebrate my dad's uh, day? <laughs> your dad's birthday? No, I don't, actually. <laughs> uh. So, Pete, you are one of the three co-hosts on the Middle Class Film Glass podcast. Uh, great show! I listen to it quite a bit. Um, I don't know how you can talk about Airbud for an hour. I haven't listened to that one yet, but uh, oh, oh boy, definitely, definitely, oh boy, yeah, I definitely that was a, will.
1: That's a fun episode. We we, we concluded that Airbud uh, lives in the Jeepers Creepers universe, and, <laughs> and yeah, that the, they they're at the same church where he finds that basketball court where he discovers Buddy, the the dog basketball playing golden retriever. And it's the same church that the, the Jeepers Creepers
0: lives at or something. Okay, I love headcanon like that. <laughs> and that is new headcanon. That is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about the podcast for anybody who doesn't listen.
1: Sure. So we're we bi-weekly. We do twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. Mondays are episodes we call Gab and Chatter, which is just discussion, news stories we talk about. Sometimes we play trivia. Sometimes we just discuss... You know, what's your favorite, you know, if you were going to recast James Bond, you know, at the end of the Daniel Craig area, who would you cast? Or we'll talk about the, you know, weird stories that are happening right now. You know, the ongoing thing with Rust and, uh, yeah. you know, the Ezra Miller watch 2022. <laughs> and, you know, all all the fun stuff in the news, yeah. you know, in the in the movie <clears throat> world. And then what we just discuss and have fun. And, and then at the end of the episode, we do streaming picks. So all three of us will recant what we watched that week, the streaming for free. If it's worth your time, if it's not. And all three of us, Joseph and Tyler and myself, have um, different tastes. So if you're listening in and you're like, I watched that thing that Joseph recommended, it sucked.
0: But Tyler <laughs> is
1: my guy. Tyler, yeah. You but want Tyler... a Hel- Hel- Hellraiser re- reboot? You know, that's uh, Tyler's territory. Does Tyler watch movies? Um, I think he's seen maybe le- even less movies than Brian from uh, TFV.
0: <laughs> because, like, is... last week, you got, or on the last, Gavin Chatter that I listened to, you guys were roasting him because he's like, uh, I rewatched a movie, and that's about it.
1: <laughs> that's most. Uh, that's most weeks.
0: <laughs> but I'll, you com- know I'll
1: come in with six movies I watched that week, and he's like, you know, I watched six episodes of The Golden Girls and Raiders of the Lost Ark for the twelfth time.
0: <laughs> oh no! I just, uh, I am actually. So this is the embarrassing thing I told you about before. Okay, I am having a really hard time still figuring out who is who oh by, really? your, by your voices i'm like i'm like one day one day i will be able to hear okay that's joe okay that's tyler okay that's pete but right now you're just just three I, guys I, three guys i can kind of who one of you basically runs it who hosts it like who does the news um i'm i'm
1: we so the thing is since there's three of us and the second episode of the week is our review episode. And we have a spinning wheel of destiny that chooses the wheel, uh, the movie wheel, movie of the tro- uh, week. So we'll mm-hmm. review, you know, Airbud or right this week. It's before midnight, the third and the before trilogy. Yeah. Good and, um, <clears throat> and the, whoever's pick it is. So that's Joseph's pick this week. He's hosting. So oh, I, okay. I, I operate the board, And I do the outro generally. I'll lead the outro. And um, so Greg likes to say that I'm the chairman of the board of middle class film class. Maybe it's because I'm most active on the social medias and stuff and kind of pumping the page out and stuff. And, you know, I do the outros. But we split we split hosting duties three ways Um, when it comes to fan picks there are two fan pick slots on the wheel too. Those are reserved for Patreon members. They get a full dedicated fan episode and we do a full review episode of it. $5 and up level and you get on the board. And nice. then, um, yeah, and then we do, the, this year in 2023, there's a whole list of fan picks that we've had accumulating for years, non-patreon members, and those are getting, once a month we do three movie reviews. All three of us watch one separate movie and then do one, one like bonus episode. So, yeah. Oh. For this year, it's daunting the amount of content we have because we do two at least one hour episodes a week, and then once a month we have a bonus episode, and then we have all the Patreon stuff because we've been doing every a oh, week by week review of every or reaction, I guess, of every The Last of Us episode. You know, this oh, night yeah. the night of the episode we record it, get together, record it, and release it that day. So, wow. um,
0: yeah, so is it's that, fun. Is it over now, or is like this season the season over?
1: Fin- finale happened. Yeah.
0: Okay, I, I, that's when I was gonna watch it. I just haven't found the time. I'm gonna sit down and and watch it all back to back. But uh, gotta love Pedro. Pedro's my
1: man. He's my dad, and he's my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro Pascal, Daddy Pascal.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. The, the everyone, everyone wants a piece. He's, um, he's
1: endlessly charismatic. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, and 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 he is like. Un- unproblematic like the most unproblematic guy like just smiley happy i love him yeah um so we're you were messaging me earlier and you claim that you've been listening to the film vault since the beginning or was that just uh like exaggeration
1: no uh, this as soon as they were on in podcast form i was listening
0: um, oh wow
1: i yeah i was listening to podcasts when I was, a so I work, I run a body shop for my day job. And before I was managing it, I was painting cars. So I had had eight hours a day in the paint booth, Mm. six, six hours, roughly a day of headphone time. And I had to fill the void with podcasts. I loved talk radio for years. And then when podcasts came around, you're like, Oh, you can, it's like talk radio on demand. It's great. And, um, so I got into Bill Burr, I got into like radio lab and this American life and some other you know, stand, kind of standard stuff. How did this yeah. get made? Um, John Hodgman, Judge John Hodgman or something like that. A bunch of old stuff that I don't listen to much anymore. <clears throat> but also the Adam Carolla podcast when he started the pirate ship. And um, when they spun it off into the film vault and they talked about how they'd already kind of had the versions of that. I never knew about the earlier iterations, but yeah. I was on board the second they were on it with at Ace Broadcasting. Cool. And yeah, and then when... Anderson split off into cinematics and him and Greg started day one. Listen to that episode. Haven't missed one since. So,
0: yeah, I, that is what my claim to fame is that I've listened to every cinematics episode, but uh I started listening in like 2013, 2014, something like that to the film mm-hmm. vault. But mm-hmm. uh you know, that's, that's still okay. I've come a yeah. long way.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a good, it's a good kind of like podcast universe because uh-huh. there's, you know, this is kind of, kind of sound kind of bad, but they're not famous people and the con, the content feels like, you know, highly either, either highly produced or very natural sort of stuff that is enjoyable. You get a, you get a rapport, you get a relationship and you don't feel like you're being, you know, sold a bill of goods. You don't feel like they're shucking and jiving for you. You're just there for it. So, and the two different lanes, the cinematics and the, the the film ball is, is, you know, two completely different things and they're there Mm -hmm. for different reasons. And, you know, getting to know all the guys and Bruce and Eric and Greg and everyone in between. You know, um I've talked with Anderson a few times. I wouldn't consider him like a friend or anything, but I would consider the other three guys friends. And um it's, uh, it's just good stuff, you know. I can't I yes. got enough, not there's there's always a reason to keep listening, and I do <clears throat> I do like the strife between the two of them.
0: The between Brian and Anderson.
1: Brian and Anderson, yeah. Oh there's yeah. the uh the rage building up in Anderson is something I, I I, feel very often when I'm recording our show with Tyler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I, nothing, uh, nothing but love, though. I, I like it. I, I don't mind the rage. It's just when it gets into the why are mommy and daddy fighting territory, that's when I'm kind of. I kind of but mo- for the most part, I, I love it because Brian is so good at just letting it roll off his back. Yes. And and taking it and it's still f- funny. Um. Mm. So no, I I absolutely I love them, obviously, or else I wouldn't be doing the film vaulters. Um.
1: Yeah, and there's there's something to be said about that whole um you know you being the butt of the joke because in in our household growing up it was always we had a couple rules about you know jokes it was number one if you think of something funny you got to say it mm. you know it doesn't doesn't matter if you think you might piss somebody off or whatever if you if it's funny say it and then you can apologize later um but number two is you know if you can't laugh at yourself you're missing a really good joke so being that being the heel of the joke is fun and it's does it doesn't mean you're a heel you're just the heel of the joke
0: it is something i've had to learn as i got older that i i love to joke and at other people's expense you know Mm -hmm. because sometimes that can be the funniest humor but not at their expense, like with them, right? We're all laughing. But then someone says something about me, and I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to laugh my ass off. But then two weeks later, I'm like, do I really have a big forehead? You know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so I've gotten Mitch, better at it. And yeah. Mitch,
1: let me let me reassure you: the answer is yes, you do have a big forehead.
0: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Rent it out for billboard space. It's a five head. Yeah, um. So, what are some of your favorite movies, Pete? What do you love? Um, Amadeus,
1: and um, one flew with the Cuckoo's Nest, both mm-hmm. from Milos Foreman. Fantastic! Just Wonderful watched that movies. last year. Uh, Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's something else. I've probably seen it three, four times, and I I, I watched it pretty late in life, and it's mm-hmm. just it's so good. the characters are uh, just beautiful. Yeah, very very uh, very deep characters. And then I I was not joking. I was halfway joking about being barely literate. I just don't read a lot. I uh I I pick up a book, I start reading it, I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Where I I can engage in a movie and it and it really entertains me in a different way, engages my brain in a different way. But I did re- read the One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest book and it's really good. Oh, okay. Um so uh There Will Be Blood is one of my favorites, Phantom mm. Thread. Um Ew. Uh, I mean, sorry, sorry <laughs> did I say that out loud? Joseph and I saw Phantom Thread in theaters together. Very excitedly because he he also loves PTA. He loves the cinematographer that he uses he uh, Joseph yep. is a ca- camera operator and editor, so he oh, yeah, respect, right. respects it from a different perspective. And uh, there will be blood is just great, and it's like getting the band back together, DDL and PTA back at last. And <laughs> it was it was not the movie that either of us were expecting. I was pretty disappointed leaving the theater. Watching it a second time with kind of the glasses on of a dark comedy made it way 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 more enjoyable. And then I, I watched it a third time and was absolutely fun. I, I'm, it may have surpassed There Will Be Blood for me. Hmm. So those well, are my I, favorite favorite two PTAs
0: for sure. I do have to say that it's one that I've never forgotten. I remember the whole story. And you don't just remember a, a story like that or the movie if you disliked it. So mm-hmm. I did like it on, on some level. But I just – I guess I'm just frustrated because I just feel like it was de- – Daniel Day-Lewis's last role and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know uh, it just he's, yeah so it, he's I the think queen it was... he's the queen bitch of all queen bitches
1: he's yeah. so he's so petty it's it's like yeah. a roadmap for pettiness it's almost on Jessica Walters level from uh, Arrested Development <laughs> yes. with, but with a British twist where it's not quite so obvious that he's being an asshole to you um
0: and jack black's like the opposite where he keeps saying oh i think i'm gonna retire but then he just pops up again in something else and he never actually retires and, and he <laughs> kind of says like oh i think i'm ready to retire but then he's in weird at the pool scene and, yeah and yeah, yeah so he's like the complete opposite but
1: um i'd say maybe also the emperor's new groove is top tier for me um, that, was, that almost made my list today oh interesting yeah, yeah that's Except for, except for it had a sequel and it was, uh, I haven't seen it. I don't want to sully it for, with my uh, tarnished memory. I forgot um, and, about it. And then um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon.
0: Nice. Those are
1: kind of my top tier.
0: Nice. I'm glad I asked. Yeah. <laughs> Do your movie tastes align more with Brian or Anderson? Ooh, definitely Anderson. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I can appreciate a cheesy movie. And it's like, but mo- for the most part, if, he, if he's, if Anderson's saying, you need to go out and watch this, like Writers of Justice or something, most, most recently Dinner in yeah. America. Yeah. I think Dinner in America I picked up from the f- uh, Find Your Film guys before they were to the cinematics. <laughs> but when, you know, Anderson's kind of on the same boat, which is what a great relationship those two characters are. Yeah. Um, if Brian says it's a, I don't really see a whole lot of movies, you know, now that I think about it, that Brian gets super excited about like telling people, you must go see this movie. It's the best. Yeah. It's it's mostly like, yeah, it was really, it was a pretty good movie. I didn't expect much, and here it was, and it was a great movie.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I not do shouting like it from the rooftops gets... like Anderson. Sorry, what was that? Not shouting
1: it from the rooftops like uh, Anderson does.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why Anderson has two movie podcasts, so he can mm-hmm. go over to the other one and shout it from the rooftops. Mm-hmm. Now that we've determined you're a cinematics fan who uh who do you align with over there the most excluding Anderson
1: oh that's Bruce
0: yeah Yeah. I think Bruce too sometimes but uh, I would say Eric maybe
1: really Yeah. yeah there's there's uh Bruce and I will message back and forth on on messenger and um he's like hey if you haven't got a screener for this yet um you you should be looking out for it you know or you know, check this thing out when it hits your radar. We, we, were, tra- we were chatting back and forth about Swarm most recently mm. and, uh, you know, smoking causes uh, coughing. There's two two weird, interesting projects that are, you know, one's already out and one's hitting theater soon. That yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's cool being, uh, you know, becoming friends with those guys too because they all have a, a really, really interesting take on not only just movies but life in general. So, Eric, I consider a good friend. Greg as well, Bruce as well.
0: On this, on the latest a, uh, uh, episode of uh, Cinematics, Anderson was very right about his uh, determination of of Bruce. Bruce can take apart a movie, and he is one of the best I've heard that can really talk about a movie and its layers. and And you immediately know how he feels about the movie and why it. I love listening to him talk, and I've told him that before. Like your reviews are yeah. great. So. Yeah,
1: he's he's a he's a brain in that regard, and I yeah. I like I like when he really lets loose and will t- say uh um like this movie stinks and here's why mm-hmm. I love it.
0: But he's yeah, and he's never mean about it too, like because you know four star Greg like probably loved it, and then you know Bruce will he'll he, air, um Jesus Greg will run around and say okay Bruce what's your pick and and Bruce just laughs and then well. Oh. And I know I love it. It's, yeah. it's, so anybody listening, it is a really good show. And if you are into movies, you have to listen because they literally watch for the indies and movies you wouldn't think to see. It's how mm-hmm. I I first noticed The Innocence from last year and Petite Mama and uh, Holy Spider. And, you know, all movies that were, you know, in my top 20 of last year were mm-hmm. ones that they got me onto first. So, um. uh,
1: two 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 quick notes on that. Uh, Ali Abbasi, who directed Holy Spider, also mm-hmm. did Bo- Border, fantastic movie, Norwegian movie. Oh. Um, a while back, we did an episode on that early on in the podcast. But Ali Abbasi directed the f- two final episodes of the Last of Us series.
0: No way, really? Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. So That's there, awesome. there's a little there's
1: a little ticket for you, little breadcrumbs to get you to the, the end. Um, and then the other thing is. Uh, the one one of the things I love about Greg is he's very self-deprecating about his uh, personal life and how he has no he has none. And uh, <laughs> oof, one day um, we were we were t- reviewing *Raising Cain*, uh, De Palma, the disaster of a movie that I, I freaking hate. I, did, I didn't hate it, but it was just just a weird movie that was ungood. And uh, I was like, I, you know i bet greg loves this movie so i just sent him a facebook message while we were recording and i said hey, can you call in he goes yep i'm not doing anything yep <laughs> he
0: immediately called in to defend raising cane no which was great. way <laughs> yeah that's amazing it
1: was, it was super fun
0: i uh i i may or may not have uh greg lined up uh to be on here so uh, nice and it's gonna be an interesting episode so uh people look out for that i don't know when it'll be probably in a couple months or so but because uh, cool. he's a busy guy like interviewing movie like yeah. he's he's busy so but again he doesn't have a life but he's busy uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god so and then the other the last question i uh really wanted to ask is a memorable film vault moment for you what's like something you think back on and laugh or love oh gosh there's
1: there's a lot of them. I think probably um, I really like some of the better with beans are some of them are better than others, but it's a great, it's a great running gag. Yeah. Like early on in the better with Bean, there was some just hilarious contagious laughter moments. Mm-hmm. Um, also listening to the guys review Honeyland was great. Oh, yeah. um, and I, I, I was thinking the same thing when I saw the movie, I was like, this is like a slapstick. This is like the three stooges. Said in, uh, you know, Armenian or whatever. I can't remember the country. Macedonia, in. I think. Macedonia. I think it is Macedonia. Yeah. And you were just like these poor children <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting stung by bees as their parents are trying <laughs> to grift these locals. And uh, it it was a it was a wild movie. I actually really liked Honeyland, but listening to them realized it was a comedy halfway through. It was a great like organic review.
0: I have to. I actually found the episode and clipped that part for the twenty year thing I made. Hmm. So I have to send that over to Eric Kath so he can do make a TikTok about it because <laughs> it's just hilarious. It's it's one it's the oh, Anderson's laughter is is contagious. Yeah. Uh, is. So and also you are a patron. You've been a patron supporter of the show since the beginning. Uh, yeah. You have contributed fan art. Uh, what are a couple of the fan art that listeners might remember?
1: Uh, last couple I had, well, I had one that was, um, it was Brian, it was Anderson's face on a, uh, it was Anderson on uh Dave Bautista in Dune looking on as the, uh, oh, yeah. the, the Baron is in the mud pit and he's, and it's, and it's Brian and he's because his, his f- smug face on and they're talking, he's saying something about how he, uh. I assigned you another music doc and these, mm-hmm. Brian's like, Oh yeah. You, I thought you love music docs. Um, that one was, that one was okay. And, but like, the other one, the one that I really liked was the, um, it was the don't look up cover, but it was shrinkage as the face, the cover of shrinkage as the face. And it says, don't look up in big letters, but it says, Brian, don't look up the fucking rotten tomato score. And, uh, right. it was, that was, that was a pretty good one. Cause it looked like the actual cover of Brian's book.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Anderson loved it. that. One's really good. Anderson liked that too. So, <laughs> um, uh, and you assigned music. Why? Uh, because I watched it and I couldn't. It's like
1: a train wreck. I couldn't yeah. look away.
0: So you had to let somebody else watch it. No. Yeah. I, I, I Well,
1: part of it was that I wanted to see Anderson's take on it, considering his uh, background. You know, there's I. I enjoy, you know, working with developmentally disabled adults also. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I haven't done it in any large capacities, but it's like a soft spot for me. Yeah. And um I really I I can see the good intentions
0: yeah.
1: and I like to assume the best intentions in people, but that whole project was really just pretty wrong-headed from the beginning and it's like yeah. You know how they say um the congress says you know i don't i don't i can't define pornography but i'll know it when i see it right and it's almost like the second you see something you're like oh this is porn or this is dirty or i shouldn't be looking at this at work or whatever it is yeah. you know it'll, it'll take a half a second a split second yeah the second you see maddie ziegler as music the character by the way her name is music yeah um, <laughs> the second you see her 10 seconds into the movie you're like oh god Oh boy, how did this make it past all this far out? <laughs> it's Ugh. not one scene in, and you're like, Jesus Christ. So, a little shot in Freud, and a little I did want to see the perspective. And Anderson had a really nuanced perspective about it, too, which was yeah. a, a less outrage uh, culture than anything, which I could appreciate from him.
0: Like, they've only ever let me assign them one movie. And mm-hmm. uh, it was Alien versus Predator, so I didn't really get that.
1: <laughs> and never <laughs> that, again, they said never again. Yeah, that.
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never really got that nuanced of a uh, of a review. It was basically all I remember is that Atticus came in and said, "What are the black doggies, Daddy?" <laughs> Daddy, were the Daddy. black doggies, Daddy? <laughs>
1: yeah, I I signed the music and then uh, also the Kid Detective, which was a, a gem that I discovered from Jason Kliegberg of Force 5. Mm. Watched it, absolutely loved it. Adam Brody as a uh, Hardy Boys type kid detective that's now grown up and he's a loser. Great plot, fantastic movie.
0: Oh, okay. I've never seen it, but I... uh, Oh, it's
1: it's Canadian too. Is it? Yeah, right up your alley.
0: That means nothing to me. All right, Uh, so we'll get into our top five. Top five movies that need a sequel originally done by Anderson Bryan at the film vault on October 7th, 2011 and they Mm -hmm. have not done it since. So uh, you think that's probably one that's ripe for uh, a redo is what my thought was. Um, And why did you pick this one? There's, there's a couple of movies that just off the top of my head,
1: I uh I can I always think man be, I wish I could get a sequel for this and my number one is that movie the first yeah. thing I think of when I think of this topic, um music too. but uh, yeah music music too back in the habit <laughs> and it's 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 like they have a a very pr- prolific and pr- uh, prodigious catalog back back catalog from the film vault and some of the stuff it's like yeah I I they probably nailed it you know. I could think of the five best, you know, restaurants or, you know, bars or whatever that I'm thinking. It's probably either a combination of Anderson's and Brian's list together, or Brian's totally. from start to finish. You know what I mean? So this I feel like has a little bit of a little bit more of a um, personal aspect to it because there are some movies that I really love that no one really ever talks about at all um, that would be ripe for a sequel. Not as, maybe just because of the universe, maybe just because of the characters, or and I have reasons for all of them. So,
0: okay, perfect. And, uh, so, like, did you have what was your criteria if you had any?
1: No, um, no actual sequel now. I mean, if you if it's a sequel that literally no one's ever heard of and it was like a fan made,
0: yeah. I, I
1: don't think that matters. Um, and <laughs> that's pretty much just it, as long as it doesn't have one
0: already. And then just personally, what I like, okay, so one of mine would be the third in a you know it would make it a trilogy so i guess i oh, went okay. with three but i didn't even think of it sure but yeah so mine would be a third but um the other thing i said is there can't be a sequel in the works already mm, mm, mm. and i don't the think other one,
1: I'm, I'm looking now one of mine does have a sequel in the works
0: yeah and I, like um but some of them are you know just mentioned or you know someone's maybe writing a script but yeah I didn't count those but if they if it's really in someone is actually working on it and there's been like a cast decision then I didn't include it um and uh I said also said it has to be possible right like some of the cast has to still be alive (laughs) and got it got it got it yeah Yeah.
1: so Citizen Kane (laughs) 2 yeah
0: exactly 12 angry Rose, men. Rose, Rosebud's revenge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not a fan of that movie. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't
1: oh, know, t- yeah, f- funny. You mentioned that uh, I actually made a, for Joseph our my friend and co-host.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: also hates citizen Kane much. Also Anderson does. Yeah. And um, I made him a t-shirt that says fuck citizen Kane on it in the front dead center in the chest, but right. it's done in a way that's kind of obscured. It's like layered uh, font. So it's not super obvious. And um, I made one for him and I made one in Anderson size and sent it to him.
0: Oh yeah. I remember he, that.
1: Yeah. It took him a while to get the package, but he's like, what is
0: this?
1: This is <laughs> crazy.
0: It was like, I wonder if he's uh, ever worn it. Like, I mean, probably hard with Atticus, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe
1: this was before Atticus, I think was a or maybe it was right around when he was born. It was a few true. years back.
0: True hate it when people say that true um so you go first how about you go first or do you want me okay. to go first what do you want no you go first? it's okay i'll go first yeah that's fine Flip a
1: coin. um yeah so my number five uh this is a sci-fi realism sort of movie that i absolutely love from a director i absolutely love who let me down a couple years ago with his most recent release um this is neil blomkamp's district nine I really love this movie. Uh, do you have any experience with it?
0: Oh, I, sh- I love District Nine, and I really hope they're making another one. Ha <laughs> ha!
1: Naturally, it would be called District Ten, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just like Blomkamp's got this really interesting. I I, I call it sci-fi realism. It mm-hmm. just feels like you're just living a life with these other characters that clearly don't exist in our world. In it. And it's like, it's not like high drama so much and it's not really like so fantastical you think this could never happen. It's, you have this very real seeming gigantic ship that comes down and it just stays in st- stasis. It's against everything that we think about when it think of an alien invasion. Oh yeah. Well, uh, they come down and they beam themselves down or a smaller ship comes out and then they say, you know, take me to your leader. And then the president is presented to them much like in Mars attacks and they vaporize them, you know or they t- start peace talks or whatever it is, all the tropes that you think of with alien invasion. It's like this ship came down and it just stayed there for years. Yeah. And and we went into it Yeah. and we found people that need our help so that we, so, so we think, and it's a pure straight ahead allegory for, you know, the black white divide in South Africa with uh, the apartheid and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's, Heartbreaking in, in, in every sense of the word. And when you see the humans treating the prawns in that manner, and you realize that that's basically like a direct 100% yeah. beat for beat re- reactions for white South Africans treating to black South Africans who are native to that damn country. It's like, it's, it's absolutely heartbreaking. But one of the reasons why it, I feel like it would make a great sequel is that at the end, Vicus turns into a prawn. And right. there's a yeah. whole nother chapter that you could go right into. Yeah. And not only is he on the other side looking back, but the main character, I don't remember his name, who was always a prawn, he gets the ship to go and take off again. So it's like they're going back to their country, or he's going back to his country. And you got Vickis here as a prawn on Earth. There could be so many interesting ways to take that and are they going to come back with reinforcements? Are they going to come back and give them the benefit of the doubt that they were just trying to help this whole time? There's a million ways you can do it, and I would love to see it.
0: Yeah, I, you know what? That didn't cross my mind, and I'm kind of upset it didn't, but I'm glad you have it on your list. Uh, that That's a great choice. I love District 9. I'll never forget seeing in the theater because I saw it with friends, and they all walked uh-huh. out saying like, Oh, I fucking hated that movie. And I'm like, what? That's like the best movie of the year. <laughs>
1: so no. funny when you have that reaction. You're you're so high on a movie and you come out and you hear everybody whispering,
0: What the hell is that? Yeah. And you're like, you're like you all of a sudden feel casuals. like you're in a different universe. Like, did you guys just see the same movie? Uh, I know. Am I high? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, good choice, good choice. Um you. you mentioned uh uh his last movie let you down. What was his last movie? I can't remember. Demonic. Oh, just
1: 2020 or maybe 2021. I can't remember. No
0: wonder I can't remember that movie. It was terrible.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was like, it it wasn't, to me, it wasn't an atrocious movie. It just, my expectations were pretty high and it was a, it was fine. There were some interesting things there. Uh, Joseph really liked it. I I was pretty low on it, but uh, it was, it's, it, it it felt like it had some really interesting things they could have done with the whole, like, um alternative reality sort of universe and they did did nothing with it. It was.
0: Yeah. 100%. Was that a drop or was that just you making a noise with your mouth? (laughs) That's just me. Like a third grader. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just kidding. Or you can take it. You're a man. Oh, (laughs) that was me. (laughs) That was you. (laughs) I did that with my mouth. (laughs) So number five for me is. Oh, probably something nobody wants but me. I want to see and this is my my threequel the descent part Three. Oh, interesting have I you seen, seen the, the second one what you haven't seen the second one no nah. it's pretty good it's obviously not as good as the first one the first one is top 10 horror movies of for me like of all time um, and the second one kind of it's really interesting because the second one kind of lets you into why there's things down in the cage and that's in the cave and some people that know about it and some people that may be trying to keep it that way um and it's it's not a it's not amazing but it's it's good enough for a sequel to a you know a little uh, indie horror from you know the UK mm-hmm. and I would just love to see more of it even if even if it wasn't a direct lead off from part two part two ends with um it kind of ends on a cliffhanger ish mm-hmm. uh there's the main character not the main well one of the main characters is you basically see a, a hand from one of the creatures coming out to grab her like she thinks she's she's made it and then um it's really, I loved it. There's some imagery from the second that I love, and I just, I would like to see Neil Marshall go back to that and uh, give it another mm. shot. Even if it was like, you know, they set it now and a new a new person goes back in and, and they see the events of the first movie and stuff like that, but... Um,
1: is, is the, so is the second one, literally the storyline exactly t- picks up from the first one?
0: Yes, two days after the events of the first film. Uh, uh, traumatized and blood-covered Sarah escapes the cave system with no memory of what happened so she is taken to the hospital obviously like nobody believes her so they take her and they go back in uh, which I know it sounds very tropey they uh, take her in yeah like because she says she has no memory of what happened um, okay <laughs> I know I you know what reading it it just sounds so stupid I, I don't think I've seen the second one in a long time I rewatch mm-hmm. the first one all the time, but, uh, yeah. So they take her back and, uh, and then I think her memory starts to come back as she realizes. Um, so oh, it funny. is, it is interesting. If you're a horror fan, you've probably seen it, but anyways, your um, number is of, what is that is Neil Marshall is he, did he do the second one? Too? He didn't No, uh, John Harris did. Um, he's more of an editor, oh, uh, okay he was he won an academy award for editing 127 hours. Uh, oh, I just Yeah. Uh but he's more of an editor but he did uh he did direct that. That's the only thing he directed. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe yeah, anyways. Uh
1: your number 4. All right, my number 4. This is a movie that is shot in a language that no longer exists by all accounts. Um, or in very limited supply Um, directed and written by a guy that most people don't like anymore. Mm
0: I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) But the ending of Apocalypto leaves a perfect opening for Apocalypto Part two. Because after all this high drama and you have our protagonist being chased through the jungle by his would be, uh, I don't want to call him killers, uh, sacrificers. I don't know. He's he's essentially basically being chased because you know they want to sacrifice him or whatever. And it's great, like sort of predator s sort of uh, you know living by the laws of the jungle and using your surroundings to you know, defend yourself and this and that. It's a, it's a really great and deeply uh, visceral sort of story, and all of it stops when they see. The white man ships coming to shore and both sides, the good guys, oh. quote unquote, and the bad guys stop and they see these ships coming to shore. And there's, it's almost like, well, I know we were fighting about that before, but this seems like something way bigger. And now now what? I feel like there could be an, an, an endless amount of stories that spring forth from that just ending there.
0: Yeah, um, I'll be completely honest. I haven't seen it.
1: Epocalypto. Ooh! i just spoiled a big one for you i yeah. should there's a spoiler warning at the beginning of no
0: that. i actually have heard that before i okay. uh i now that you said it i remembered the ending someone has spoiled it for me before um but i don't know why it's one i just keep forgetting to watch you know uh it's yeah there's
1: there's there's a lot of the, like things about it when you hear about the project that makes you kind of think okay this might be homework but it's it's not it's it's a very fun action sort of drama and, um, the set pieces are great. The character designs are great. It's all sp- spoken in this native tongue. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's really wonderful. It's almost like a, you know, this is going to sound maybe not, it's not a hundred percent, but it has a very similar, like a precursor to like prey, mm-hmm. where you have this, um, very very, as true as they can be to the culture yeah. in, in all aspects of the production. And, um, it's brutal in some really brutal at times, but there's also some very humanistic stories in there. And knowing that, that that's how the thing ends, doesn't really ruin, I think anything. Oh God, no. And, and no. as the movie goes on, it's so tense and it builds and builds and builds and all happens that you will probably get to the end when you actually watch it and go, Oh shit, you're right. Yeah, I forgot they came, you know? So, but mixing a little bit of the, you know, the white man in there and, uh, um what they can do with that it would be pretty good um whether or not gibson's involved or not he's he's a talented dude so he is
0: and and he we know he i know he can do that kind of violence and stuff like after you know hacksaw ridge some of those scenes were brutal and amazing and incredible uh so i i i need to go watch this i feel it's it's a great watch great watch okay uh, my number four, I think, is an obvious one. It's kind of like right out there. How much crossover do you think we we'll have?
1: Mm, I feel like you think it might be this one.
0: That's what I'm thinking. It could be this one. I'd say I not, think we might have one one crossover, maybe. Okay, if not, it would be my next one, uh, okay. which is kind of anyways. Uh, so number four is actually now that I think about it, well, it could be made because this man is dead in the movie I think anyways 2012's Looper um, starring Bruce Willis Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Emily Blunt Uh, I, I just think that world the Looper world is incredible and even if maybe the time travel doesn't make sense or whatever you want to fight about I just think Ryan Johnson could, you know, take a break from the, uh, what do they call it? The Knives Out, Knives Out, yeah. yeah, and come just, and even if it's the same world, you know, we got Emily Blunt's character with the daughter. The daughter could be, you know, grown up. Uh, I, it's a boy. her? The vein maker. Yeah, the
1: Rainmaker. It's a boy. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah I knew that. Oh my. Yeah, it's like the kind of cleft lip sort of thing, yes. and, or maybe something funky like that. He, he that, that that character is uh, terrifying when he wants to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, that end, that ending is great with the with the house and what happens and all. Oh yeah. But um. But I couldn't. They like uh, I don't want to say the spoilers, but both like Joe dies. Both though Joe's mm, mm-hmm. right. So I just spoiled it, but, uh, so <laughs> I don't really want to spoil it, but here we go. Well, so if you, yeah, I'll, maybe I'll bleep that out, but so he, they wouldn't be in it, but I just feel like there's definitely a story there that could be told. Yep. And even uh-huh. if they could wanted to find a way to bring, you know, young Joe back, right. It doesn't sound like Bruce Willis is going to be doing any more movies, sadly, yeah, um, you could do that. You could have like a, a prequel before the
1: events of Looper, and it's Joe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do it two ways. You can yeah. do it in the alternate timeline after Joe grows up before he becomes Willis. Yeah, but it's Joe Go. It's, yeah. it's Joe Go getting older, and he is older in real life, so he could be playing himself on the alternate timeline before Bruce Willis realizes what happens and what goes back. Yeah, you could do that, which would be its own set of fun. Yeah,
0: because or I, you could do- I would be totally fine with. having the emily blunt and and her son in the movie i would rather it be like about another looper or or something like that that's Um, yeah that's
1: the other way you could go with it is just this this setup mm. about the future gangsters and sending people back in time to kill them and loopers and all that stuff that that's a great premise on its own so you could go anywhere with that pick anybody
0: yeah exactly like pick you know put in like tom hardy or somebody pedro pascal, pedro he's, pascal. He's, the new, he's he's the new protagonist well and well do him and joseph gordon live, live, look alike no well that wouldn't make sense because, no. Yeah. no he's just a
1: completely new character yeah
0: exactly um so anyways looper i think it's pretty obvious Uh. i love that movie by yeah way. so good so good i mean the thing is obviously we're picking these and they would be a good and they would be good like yeah in in our world this would come out and it would be really great <laughs> so looper is i know it could be fucked up in so many ways and obviously i would only want ryan johnson behind the wheel mm-hmm. uh but you know ryan johnson has made some crap before so has he no i'm thinking what
1: uh the only the only thing i haven't i didn't like absolutely love of his was brick and it's was like really, really, really early on stuff. Yeah, so, never mind. And it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was just a you know just a, a young project, you know, young, young early in his career.
0: For a second I was thinking of Nicholas Winding Revan. For a second. Oh, okay. That's why I conflated the two. I've loved everything Ryan Johnson has done. <laughs> so I take that back. Okay. Nice. So your number three. Number three.
1: Okay, so my number three is a movie that at the very end of the movie, literally is almost like, here we go, here's part two. And just completely that the movie ends there and, and credits run. Um, this is a future sci-fi action sort of adventure movie called Alita Battle Angel from mm. 2019. Yes. Um Good movie. Alita Battle Yeah, Alita Battle Angel I just caught up with last year. Um and it is starring a young Rosa Salazar as the titular character, as the eponymous character, as Ryan said. Um, uh, Christoph Waltz, who doesn't need to be in the second one, although I really do love him, his character was just fine. Um, and then Jennifer Connolly. Mm-hmm. There's a number of other characters that play kind of like CG sort of creatures and characters and stuff that are kind of hitmen, future hitmen, that are you could take it or leave them. They're mainly voice actors at this point. Um but there is a cameo an uncredited cameo by Edward Norton as the big bad. And he has not one line of dialogue in the whole thing. And you just see him lingering in the background in a certain shots. And you're like is that Ed Norton. What is he doing here? When is he coming in? And then the movie ends. You're like, what
0: the fuck? <laughs> I <don't> even, <laughs> Why? Yeah, I
1: definitely I don't even remember that with Ed Norton. Yeah. You have a better he's memory just a, than I
0: do, obviously, but
1: he's the dude. Yeah. He's the dude that's like pulling the strings of all these, like yeah. hitmen, these, these uh, warrior people. And the pedigree behind this movie is directed by Robert Rodriguez, Mm -hmm. written by James Cameron and written by Leita Coligritis, who you may not recognize the name, but uh, wrote for Shutter Island and um, a couple other big projects. But Shutter Island is the one that really was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Love love it. Love Shutter Island. Um, And then, um, of course, the ending is just literally a cliffhanger. But in a very CGI heavy movie that did really well in it. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. definitely some cartoonish looking scenes in some parts, but the characters and the creature design, it's kind of like hand in hand. The characters are more like creatures. Yeah. Um, is very inventive. Each one of them is different on their own accord. Um, there is emotion. There's, it's a little too like kiddie sort of It's PG 13 and it feels like a low PG 13, to be honest, minus the violence. Yeah. Um, I would like to see a a good R version of a sequel where the CGI has improved in the next, you know, in this five years or whatever since the last one came out. And uh, James Cameron throws a little bit of his uh, avatar weight around and uh, brings in some really, really cool stuff to the sequel. I think that would be a a blast. And it's rumored to be in product or in pre-production. Oh,
0: really? Yeah, this is the one. Oh, okay. Awesome. I mean, I, I love this movie. It just it's kind of weird how it came and went, but uh it's definitely had a cult following and I'm assuming that's why they're making a sequel. But uh a good choice. I wouldn't have thought yeah, of
1: it. I think people um people kind of dismiss it because they're like, Oh, that's the one with the girl with the big eyes. Oh, that's some that's some weeboo shit. You know, I, I don't watch anime, yeah. I can't watch that.
0: It's but like, now anime com- is okay like, huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, No, number three, yeah, that was great. Uh, so my number three is an on another obvious choice. Um, Dread gotta have a sequel to Dread. Uh, Alex Garland, uh, he wrote Dread. Obviously, that man is a little busy making some great stuff like Ex Machina and Annihilation and Men. Uh, it wasn't Dread, wasn't directed by uh, Alex Garland, but. Obviously, like I hope Alex Garland would write the sequel to Dread. And uh, it was was
1: directed by Pete Travis, mm -hmm.
0: who I don't really know, but he directed uh, like Vantage Point. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's like the only one I really know of his Vantage Point. Um, And then, yeah.
1: The the reason I know is Pete Travis is because I absolutely love this movie, and this was going to be my number
0: one, but I'm going to scoot it down to number two. Ah. Love Dread. Yeah. Love Dread. Well, I mean, I think as a Film Vault fan, you got to love Dread. Mm. Who doesn't love yeah. Dread? Like, if you don't love Dread, it, get out.
1: It's, yeah, there's, a... it's one of the few, it's one of the few movies where they take a, like, an 80s, 90s property mm-hmm. that is objectively beloved, but not good. Mm-hmm. Um, the original Judge Dread, not, not good movie, but it is a beloved movie by most accounts. And they made something, vastly better yeah vastly better it's so good
0: yeah like the last the last we've heard urban uh carl urban said there might be something going on and those talks were in 2017 then there was talks Mm -hmm. of a tv show but urban is busy with the boys so Mm -hmm. i don't know I, i don't think urban's gonna do another tv show but i don't really know what the story would be because everything that happened in the first movie was kind of wrapped up obviously by the end. So there's no clear we need a sequel, uh, but like, or not, there's not a cliffhanger or okay. This definitely leads to a sequel, but it was so good that, but, but as, as
1: the opening sequence that tells you how many killed murders and violent crimes there are every second in mega city one. Yeah it literally could be just another day. And it's like, that was just a Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. The sequel's Wednesday. Yeah, the sequel's just the next day. Um, yeah. And I love Lena Headey in that role, like, too, oh, yeah. Mama. And Carl uh, Urban is great. Like, I've loved him for a long time, and to see him kind of get his due over the last little while has been yeah. great. Uh, Faramir, uh, just yep, gotta love him. Yep, so, Domino
1: Gleason's also in Dread. He's great. Who? Domino Gleason. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, plays the the IT guy who's uh, basically an albino. Yeah.
0: So, come on, give it to us, please. Someone, someone. Give me,
1: please. Give me, please. Give me. Um. Well, si- since since that was on, slide that down to my number
0: two. Why don't you do your number two? Okay. All right. So I don't know how this would work as a sequel. It may not. I might have to say this would be a prequel. I don't know if you're going to give me shit for that. Because the ending of this movie may or may not have led to the ending of the world. Melancholia. (laughs) No. Um, This is the 2012 film Cabin in the Woods. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... yeah. yeah young Chris Hemsworth and uh, Richard Jenkins in there directed by drew Goddard. And um, so unfortunately, like I said, I think maybe that ending could in some way be retconned. Yeah. You know what you could I mean? Tweak, you could tweak like the last second of the movie. Yeah. Because but I think
1: you're, I think you're probably right that a prequel would be more fun.
0: Yeah. Because obviously these people have been doing it for a while So there may have been close calls and obviously we see that it's, it happens in Japan and, and all these other places, but the idea, the concept of the cabin in the woods is just so fun. And Mm -hmm. that movie is just incredible. So like, I just think like a prequel, then you, you got Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford back. You could have Sigourney Weaver in it, you know, mm. um, and another. I don't, I don't really remember. Her.
1: I don't really remember the Sigourney being in that. Well, she's the. She, cameo is she like the, the lead? Is she is she the big lead
0: essentially? No, she's the Sigourney Weaver's the cameo at the end. Um, I don't. I don't remember her part in it. Really?
1: Yeah. What is? What's what cameo is it? So is she like the demon? No, at the very <laughs> at the. Very,
0: you know how they need the blood of the Virgin to appease the gods. Mm -hmm. Well, they, so then they go down to this room and, and Sigourney comes out of like nowhere. And Mm -hmm. she's like, if you don't do this, the gods are going to end the world. We need you to appease them. And then they end up like killing her and, and just saying, well, fuck the world. I guess it's ending. And uh, yeah. And it's, it's the two, it's the, nerdy guy and the girl yeah she she
1: she essentially gets uh interjects herself to kind of move the plot forward for the real life characters and like clue them in say you know here here's the consequences are you really gonna let that happen
0: yeah it's almost she kind of came out the boss or something yeah like like they called her down like oh we need the big boss and it, it was interesting i i love sigourney weaver but I I just also see a world where there's a sequel because the movie ends with the two characters like hugging and waiting for the end of the world kind Mm. of thing. But I just feel like maybe somehow it it stops and it doesn't happen. I don't know. Anyways, I don't know where that even that would go, but a prequel, I think, is the way to go. And uh, I want to see it right now. Cool. That's an an interesting pick. Yeah. yeah. Your number one.
1: Okay, my number 1 was number 2 in our in our hearts, Yes. now was number 1 in on our page. Um <laughs> this this is a movie that is local to Northern California where I'm from. I I'm I live in the Sacramento area. Baywatch. I lived you I, I <laughs> no, I used to live much closer to the Bay Area.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um when I was growing up and this is a Bay Area uh set story where the Bay Area has a very interesting culture for people who are not from here there is um like mac dre and sort of this whole like thizzle sort of thing and culture this like a going going dumb sort of culture is is a uh, is an interesting subculture and in the local like rap music in the bay area you get a lot of this i don't know it's like a, it's a very specific bay area way of talking hmm. um you know like when you when you go to mississippi and, you, and it's like there's a very specific draw yeah. And like certain letters that get lot left off of words or kind of slurred <laughs> together and stuff. And in the Bay Area, it's very different. And this movie called Blind Spotting is a perfect representation of Bay Area, like uh, street life and just like daily culture for like an average, like young person. Uh, you know, I, I say young person, the 30s or below. And um, it's basically about the gentrification of Oakland, mm-hmm. It's set in Oakland and the surrounding cities. And the two characters, um, are very very interesting they're very funny there's this whole like have you seen the movie oh, i love the movie yeah oh you do yeah okay cool um and i think this doesn't really get a whole lot of uh talk like nobody really talks about blind spotting
0: yeah it, it, uh, it got some you know murmuring that year but it doesn't get talked about nearly enough anymore um no but yeah i guess now that i think about the movie i, I did never really I didn't pick up on what you picked up obviously because I'm not from the area. So yeah. Um, no, that's really it's, it's just,
1: it's just weird because you're, I'm like watching it and I'm like, God, this feels so realistic. And then it's, it does, it's not specifically realistic to anything. And mm-hmm. there's some ridiculous kind of ridiculous stuff in there. Like the Uber driver with all the guns and the, you know, glow, you know, inside glow and on sitting on twenty sixes on like a cut list. But if you live out here, that is not unrealistic. There there are Cutlass Supremes on twenty sixes that are painted bright purple with the most ridiculous characters and interesting people driving them. Yeah, it it's it's wild. And you could just be living your regular life driving this insane vehicle like this. And it's like I don't know. It's it's a very interesting slice of life, and it is a little characterized and exaggerated and stuff. But it's uh, I feel like even though this story came and went, it said its piece. The two characters kind of had their resolution and whatever. There's some deep, there's some deep like mm-hmm. messages that come from the story, and you can you can take that and pick a different message to hang your hat on, or pick a different scenario that mm-hmm. you know, kind of like Fruitville Station. Yeah, it was this one kind of linchpin moment that blew things apart for you know social change or social justice or whatever. And the cast is great. I never knew Rafael Casal before. He's like the main I like didn't white know I mean. character. And then David Diggs. This is the first thing I saw that I really recognized him in. He's like the black, main black character, yep. and the two two of them together playing off each other is um, so great. Yeah, so great. Oh yeah. And they they wrote the movie together themselves. Yeah. Um, they they're both credited for writing it. It's directed by Carlos Lopez Estrada. And bring those twos back. Two dudes back. Where are they at ten years later? What what have they matured? Do they have young you know kids of their own? Their Do they relationship. Have, yeah. How's their relationship? Do they have they have they progressed? Have they, you know, um, do they have the arrested development? You know, where where are they in it? And um, DeV Diggs has kind of blown up in the last, past few years. So yeah. it would be it would be have that star draw. And the world is just something that I want to see more of more representation for the Bay Area. And this I felt like was a really, a
0: really great version of that. Wow. That I would like I would never have thought of that um it's mm. it's funny this year I, did you ever watch that movie on the count of three that came out last year
1: no no i didn't see it so
0: that one's chris abbott and uh another guy and i was just i was i was it was blind spotting light and you know that's why i didn't oh, like it as much as everyone else because i love blind blind spotting and mm. uh and and the so i just th- on the count of three didn't hit me as well because i just love this movie so much it it, it it's one of the greatest of the last de- decade so i'm glad that's interesting i would have never thought of a sequel but clearly somebody else has because there is a tv series um oh interesting a spin-off yeah. sequel tv series uh, premiered in 2021 and uh mm-hmm. all the characters have uh, cameos but it's not about them got it so what we do in the shadows basically yeah yeah Let's see
1: wait different characters with cameos from the original yeah
0: i, I thought there was all the same characters in the first scene. i never watched it watched it but uh the show yeah, but v- viago and deacon
1: and um Vlad- vladislav they're the characters from with the movie what we do in the shadows yeah. and they are in it but they're not the focus oh. like they they are, are talked about and they're in like some scenes in a few episodes right. but it's um it's uh, a <clears throat> gosh, what are their names? There's it's it's the T V show I was not expecting much from and it ends up it ended up being a really fantastic show yeah. we do in the shadows. I
0: love that movie, so I, I'm I'm sad I didn't
1: continue watching yeah. the show, but um I think I I think I bet I think I mixed up some of those characters' names, but it's weird when they have that universe and I come I, I'm, I'm kind of afraid to watch the Blind Spotting show because I love the movie so much well Um,
0: i think if it was good you would have probably heard about it right and i yeah you're probably right (laughs) i hadn't heard about it until (laughs) i clicked the wikipedia thing here so uh they only have one season and i maybe or maybe it was i don't know who knows maybe it's been canceled already yeah Yeah. oh so i still have my number one okay oh yeah you
1: do yeah go see your i thought we
0: were i thought we were done there for a second um okay my number one is the sequel the horror world has been clamming for clamoring for since 2014 supernatural psychological horror film about what happens when you get an std <laughs> kind of but not really uh the movie is called it follows uh so... oh i thought you, i thought you were going to say teeth <laughs> oh <my God>. no. <laughs> <laughs> Are people clamoring for a teeth sequel? I really hope not. No, but they're clamming for it. Oh, but <laughs> Uh So, if you haven't seen it, follows. It stars Micah Monroe as a young woman who is pursued by a supernatural entity after a sexual encounter and must have sex with another individual to avoid it. Uh, so, I love this movie and. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get any of the characters back. Nothing. Just give us another movie. Just give us another fucking movie. (laughs) Please. David Robert Mitchell. I know you're busy, but. It's like, I don't know what he's doing, but. People are clamoring for this. And and the thing with horror movies is they may if a horror movie doesn't do great in the theaters, but it's good. It immediately Mm. will have a cult following. So that's why all these horror movies get sequels like five, six, seven years later, because all of a sudden now millions of people have seen it and then they will support the next one. And David Robert Mitchell needs to get off of his ass and give us another one. Um, have you seen it follows? Yeah, I, I
1: like it. I don't think I like it as um, the, like the big swelling of support it's had in the last few years. Yeah. Um, I've seen like detailed breakdowns of scenes of why they are so effective and stuff. And there are legitimately some really good stuff in there. But for the most part, I like the idea of it and the concept of the the rules of the world are really cool. Yeah, that's just Um,
0: that's why I liked it. And sometimes I like that simple, you know, uh, like what are they high concept, you know? um yeah it's like a it's like a monster movie it's like exactly this monster is gonna get you
1: and it comes from inside the tv yeah we can't go anywhere where there's tvs oh my god we're in a buffalo Wild wings oh
0: my god (laughs) you know and it's like there's
1: i like those i like those concepts but uh the thing that kind (laughs) of this is gonna be so stupid one of the things that kind of like throws it off for me (laughs) is there's this uh stupid thought experiment Mm -hmm. uh that it's like um okay there's a snail. It's chasing after oh, It knows that. where you are all all the time. And if it touches you, you die. Mm-hmm. How do you where how do you, you know, survive for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those things. And mm-hmm. as soon as the, the thing happened, I was like, oh, it's like that snail.
0: But I think <laughs> the, it follows. The snail thing became big on TikTok after it follows. Well, <laughs> oh, that snail thing's been around for a minute, baby. Let me tell you. <laughs> you really think so? I didn't know that because oh, yeah. all of a sudden oh, it blew yeah. up on TikTok like a year ago um yeah and like people will just do videos of like the snail is caught up to you and it's just like a video of but somebody you know everybody has ways it'd just be interesting to see like how other people deal with it like you know yeah. even as big as they fly to an island you know and live there and then maybe the human can walk underwater or something, you know, some, some crazy. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying with the, it follows. It's
1: like, okay, I'm going to live in Japan for a minute, you know? Okay. Exactly. I'm there for a few, a few months. What's it going to do? Get on a plane? Well, maybe, I guess.
0: I don't know. But then, you know, that's how it could start. <laughs> like a, like one of the characters from this movie or something is living like in Japan and all of a sudden, and they think they're fine. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're not. And then I don't know, it's set in Japan. I I, I just think there's so many different opportunities, different opportunities. Um, sure but uh he goes and makes bullshit like under the silver lake uh come on it's a good movie oh my God. we had a whole episode on it did you yeah
1: do you know that uh silver sun pickups plays the, the the band in there that's i can't remember it's like it's frankenstein and the bridezillas or something like that
0: am i supposed to know who the silver sun pickups are oh boy they, they must not have made it up
1: north yet. <laughs> yeah, worst. They're great. They're a great indie bands. We're
0: just kind of learning about who Madonna is. Did You hear about her?
1: I don't know about her. I'm, I'm i know I've heard Jim Carrey's from there though. Oh, really? From from your neck of from your neck of the
0: woods. Has he done anything good? We don't get movies up here. Um, yeah. no. <laughs> under the Silver Lake. I don't know. I I turned it off 45 minutes in. I just can't deal with that kind of stuff. All the.
1: That go so go go back and listen to our Under the Silver Lake episode because we get in depth to like the hidden messages that are in there and how it's like homework of a movie. Mm-hmm. Like to understand the movie, you have to research it, and you can actually go on scavenger hunts based off of the clues that you can find in the movie. Mm. And there's ent- entire like forums for the people that do this and put GPS coordinates into the map and go and find things. And it's like there's hidden messages out in the real world, and it's 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 a trip. Mm. Um, at the very least, it's interesting. you know.
0: I remember it was like the last movie I was going to watch before I made my top 10 of that year. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll just get this in. And then 40 minutes in and I was just kind of like, fuck it, I can make my top 10. <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> um, That's funny. So Fair. I probably wasn't in the right state of mind for it because I just wanted to, you know, get the year over with kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, anyways, I'll watch it. I will watch it again uh it, it follows good pick though you just you just shit all over it
1: no it's fine i like i like it i don't like it as much as everybody else but you know I'm, it's uh the 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 creepy moments are good and the world building is good okay. don't, don't i just do to I didn't, save I didn't go... yourself now
0: you don't like the movie <laughs> you don't like my picks you don't like my podcast and I don't like your forehead. <gasps> oh man, that buffalo wild wings. <laughs> so, <laughs> long we t- near TVs. We're in a buffalo wild wings. How did you? C- oh my god! Off the top of your head, that's great. That's great. Um, you got any also rands?
1: Uh, yeah. Let me see. Where is my also rands list? Um, Constantine. That that would be a fun one. I feel like a of Keanu Reeves has been kind of tapped out by the John wick universe to be that action guy. But are you going to see it? The fourth one. I haven't seen the second two. I like the first one a lot, but I didn't see the second two.
0: Like some people are saying that the fourth one is like one of the best action movies ever made. Like I'm seeing, I've heard, yeah. I've heard
1: calls for Oscar nominations for directing cinematography and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that Me too. Um, upgrade mm-hmm. that's a very very fun movie um the kid detective the aforementioned kid detective mm-hmm. the character is great the universe is great and he uh uh he comes up a hero at the end of his is a down downtrodden character that comes up as a hero at the end of the story and it would be cool to see where that goes are you Do you fail, have like
0: again. money into this movie and you're trying to get it back I, I don't,
1: that's why I didn't put it on my list. Cause, <laughs> cause I already talked about it. Or I had Anderson and Brian talk about it, but I do love the movie. It is really good. Right. And he's a writer, writer, director, first feature. So it's like champion that movie. True. Um, and then the man from uncle, I watched that this year. Okay. Really f- pretty fun guy. Richie movie. Good, um, and then, and they set it up at the end for, uh, this whole like series of exploits and fun activities that these three are going to do together. And then Army Hammer decided to, you know, eat someone. So now he, no, no one can cast him in anything. So
0: <laughs> that is true. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. Um. Okay. I've got, I've got a few. So uh, I did have District Nine on my list. So I must just not have oh, cool. thought it was good enough. Uh, upgrade Bone Tomahawk, Sinister Three. I would like to see the Book of Eli, maybe. Uh, I would like to see a sequel to Solo, the Star Wars story. I think that movie was a lot better than people gave it credit for. I think Alden Ehrenreich was a great on Solo. Um, but people like to blame that movie for killing, you know, them making spinoffs. And then we get shitty TV Disney Plus series like Obi-Wan and Boba Fett. Like, yeah. ah. <laughs> anyways, uh, Wanted with Angelina Jolie. Um, I would mm-hmm. like a sequel to Halloween three, the um, the mask one, you know, season, season, season of the, of the witch, witch, yeah, yeah. Um, the ritual, uh, War of the Worlds, uh, the Tom Cruise one. Mm-hmm. I'm an unabashed lover of that movie.
1: I freaking love that movie.
0: I would like to see a sequel to The Thing. I mean, I know that's blasphemy. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, but. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's horrible. Maybe it's really bad. But just to live in that world and kind of see what more can be done. I don't know. Sure. Uh, bridesmaids, Easy A, Slither. Uh, and then uh, mm. Brian, Brian and Charles. Maybe another Brian and Charles. Hell yeah! Yeah. Why not? Love love Brian and Charles.
1: Yeah. Um. Um. They did make a sequel to Solo. It's called uh, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh I I saw that joke on so, some similar on Twitter somewhere and it said uh you know when are they going to make a sequel to Rogue One and <laughs> there's it was no punchline but you're like oh yeah that's literally <laughs> the beginning of episode 4 Yeah that is literally like goes
0: into a new hope. Um yeah. so we also have uh some fan uh edits some fans that have submitted so I'm okay. going to go over them and I want your opinion on them. You you just say yay or nay. Okay. 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 So Kyle Taylor's version and Shay from Facebook say Moana. No. Okay. (laughs) Anderson Cowan says Buffalo '66. Haven't seen it, so no. Yeah, I don't think. (laughs) Sorry, 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 Anderson. I don't feel like you can make a sequel to that, but maybe you can. Um. Shay Kathleen says, uh, "Bring back Chris Farley from the dead and make a sequel to Tommy Boy." Um, um, okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm listening. Um, Tracy Burns, my mother, wants a sequel to Beetlejuice and the Labyrinth.
1: Yes, and yes, okay. especially since his mom.
0: Yeah, you gotta be nice to my mom. Um, Bruce Perky says, "Love and Monsters." Oh, that's a great. It is pick. a good topic. My I new, wish I new number one uh <laughs> are, are we just like bowing down before bruce like anything he does Bl- blind spotting what's that yeah, stuff blind spotting loving monsters um and then i've got two here one person says Melisandre says barbarian but a sequel and then cody horton says barbarian needs a prequel
1: yeah that's that's pretty good you lose the you lose the reveal yeah of barbarian but uh still yeah, yeah. and um Going back for one second, Love and Monsters also set in the Bay Area. Is it really? They're going from Tra- Travis Air Force Base in Fairfield to uh, Sonoma out on the coast.
0: Wow, I love that movie. I, don't, I would. Some of these Netflix movies just don't get the love they deserve. Um, yeah. Steve Rice says, "Brightburn." I haven't seen that one. I didn't really like it. Um, Paul de Paul de Man from Uncle. They can recast Army Hammer. That's so he. That.
1: Leave, leave, leave him in there. His superpower is he just bites you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, how do you feel about a Dark Knight Rises, uh, sequel?
1: Sure, more Batman. We should have like five Batmans at one time. <laughs> all five timelines all happen. Oh, the sarcasm is setting in. Let's have let's have Ben Affleck and Christian Bale and Robert Pattinson and
0: bring back Adam West. Ben Affleck, uh, oh, all no, at the I same time. Ben Affleck.
1: Oh, George Clooney. Oh yeah, Clooney out With there. The bat mm-hmm.
0: nipples. Uh oh, yeah. what about uh Titanic?
1: Andrew Martin says Titanic. Uh sorry Andrew, you know the rules. If there's a sequel you can't have it and they do have a Titanic They two. do actually.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um and then
1: I I would like the whole movie of Titanic 2. Um Andrew is just uh Rose going on with her life and like it doesn't <laughs> never references the Titanic at ever and she just has kids, she grows up, she has children, grandchildren and at the very end She's in heaven with Jack. So it's,
0: it's <laughs> this just, guy she spent four days with at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, I know. I saw a whole thing about that the other day. Like, um, why didn't he why didn't she he let her on the door? Um, she knew her for four days. Knew him for four days. Why 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 would he let risk her life for him? Mm-hmm. Um and and
1: why why is he in heaven with her? Why isn't she in heaven with her husband and children? Yeah, exactly. She she
0: spent her entire life with. She
1: fucked this guy <laughs> twice and spent four days with him, and then
0: got a, a boat crash. So she remarries, and then could you imagine up and having with her I new know. family and kids, and then just sees Jack? I know she's walking lockstep
1: with Jack, and her kids and family are like, "Wait, you're here already? You're I right thought you out. were going
0: to come c- catch up with us." <laughs> what the hell? Um, Oscar Weizencheck, check Why- mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. the room. Uh, Banshees of a Sheeran, get... Three Billboards, okay. and Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, okay. And then... Uh... Oh, this one was funny. Two more. I know you're so busy. Um, Matt Schlen says, <laughs> I think it's about time they made a sequel to 2001's The Fast and the Furious. Stacks of cash just sitting on the table. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and then Christopher Bennett says, Seven. Um, mm. And then mm-hmm. in the comments, uh, they were talking about how a sequel was written to Seven um, and then made oh, into a movie called Paul Blart Mall Cop. Mm. <laughs> oh, fuck. Now I can't even remember. Solace. Solace with uh, Anthony Hopkins and. Uh, yeah. Someone else. Mm-hmm. Colin oh, no. Farrell. Um mm. Yeah. So now you get to assign me a movie. Okay. I have uh, three
1: categories, four categories for you to pick Mm -hmm. from. Do you want music, fantasy, dark comedy, or all-time favorites? Mm,
0: I'm not a a huge uh, dark comedy fan. So what were the other three?
1: Uh, Music, fantasy, or all-time favorites?
0: Is the music one a doc? No. Okay, good. Um all-time favorites
1: all-time favorites okay do you want a and then in that category mm-hmm. do you want a cinematics film vault universe one or a random pick
0: well i gotta go with the first one you know all
1: right you're watching uh stanley kubrick's masterpiece mine Gr- mine and greg's favorite barry linden okay I,
0: I have not seen barry linden
1: do yourself a favor
0: And this is the one Anderson doesn't really like.
1: No, Anderson hates it. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. I also assigned them the guys Patterson because when me and Anderson were going back and forth about what movie I was, they were going to watch. I said, uh, how about Patterson? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, We need to catch up on that. And I think I want to see what Brian's opinion is on it. And, and I said, yeah, Greg is the one that recommended to me. I love it. He loves it. We have very sensible his sensibilities and he said oh oh no he said oh no <laughs> he said oh no and he said yeah we we, we really meshed up on barry Lyndon." <laughs>
0: and he's like oh god oh, no that's actually uh really yeah. funny not as funny as um being in the buffalo wild wings <laughs> the buffalo wild wings just think about it they're everywhere um um <laughs> oh and i want a sequel to a bug's life okay i don't know where that came from <laughs> <laughs> Just as a the squirrel moment. Yeah. So
1: um, where can people find you,
0: Pete Abeta?
1: Um, so you can find me personally on uh my Twitter, which is I always forget. It is <laughs> the real Pete with four E's in the middle. p i always read it as the real pd The real PD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can call me Petey. A lot of a lot of people call me PD. I'm the youngest of my family, oh, okay. so um, it's 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 stuck. And working. all your brothers and sisters uh, are named
0: Pete, so they call you Petey.
1: Yeah, sweetie Petey. <laughs> um, the, uh, it's it's really that's how people say my name when they're drunk. Mm. Pete, e-
0: um, yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, so it's the real Pete um, on Twitter. But uh, if you want to follow the podcast, just search Middle Class Film Class on your podcast player of choice we record it live like a radio show sound drops added live sound effects and music intros and stuff added live. Um, we pretty much don't edit anything much like the phone vault. It's just, you get what you get. We'll cut out doorbells and the dogs barking and stuff. But other than that, it's start to finish. And, uh, it's a, it's a fun time. We have three very different music tastes or music tastes, movie tastes. <laughs> and, um, so there's a little bit for every, everybody. And, um, um, our page, our webpage there is mcfcpodcast.com. That gives us everything you need to get to contact yeah,
0: us. Yeah. And they're on, they have a Facebook page as well. Um, yeah. And you can, that's mostly memes, mostly meme content <laughs> on
1: there facebook.com slash mcfcpodcast.
0: Mm. Um, I love the middle class film class. Uh, the Gavin Chatter is Thanks, just buddy. hilarious. Uh, and I do some news on my pat podcast, The Hollywood Persona. But basically, I might as well steal it from you guys because you guys do the news justice. I uh, Every time <laughs> like, I'll do news, we do like three or four topics and then we move on. And then I, I, I listen to you guys and I'm like, I didn't even, where did they get that? I didn't hear about that anywhere. And it's intriguing and and uh, your, your guys' thoughts on it are always uh, intriguing. I love how you guys can go from being insanely hilarious and then one of you just shuts it down and it's like okay mm-hmm. but seriously and then you you kind of keep uh keep rolling on it's uh get the get the get
1: the train back on the track exactly
0: i think it's you that kind of kind of does that sometimes, yeah i,
1: I kind of try to keep the momentum going in the right direction because it's easy i mean the three of us are good friends yeah. in real life so it's easy to just go forever and tyler tyler thinks that life doesn't have meaning unless you're recording so he we'll will just be having conversations like in my backyard, you know, on a, on a when we're hanging out, he's like, "We should be recording right now. We should. This would be great on air." I'm like, "Tyler, no one wants to hear us <laughs>
0: fucking talk about what we did today. No. It's fine." Well, you never know. <laughs> um, so anyway, so one other thing, I still owe a review of Iceman and the Hustler for Avery and Eric. So if you stick around after the show. I'm gonna review them there. It'll be just edited on. I just uh, stick around for those reviews. You can find me at the Film Vaulters on Instagram and Facebook, and all my link trees are there to all my stuff. The Film Vault, you know, and and all the links for the actual Film Vault and more. Uh, so stick around if you want to hear me talk about the two movies I was assigned and uh, am late on. And uh, I just want to thank my guest, Pete. Thank you so much for being here. You're the best. Yeah, buddy.
1: Um, Thanks, bud. I, I, I appreciate
0: it. It was uh, nice to be asked and fun to yeah, do. Yeah, um, I have. I, I sent friend requests to your other two co-hosts there, so maybe I'll try to get them cool. on at some point. I don't know if they listen to the film ball, well, but maybe they uh, maybe they want to come on. Who knows? I'm pretty sure Joseph does. Yeah, Joseph. Joseph, Joseph talked, responded. We've, so we've talked about um, watching that or listened to
1: that the podcast before and um, tyler only listened exclusively listens
0: to dave's of thunder that's the only podcast i to. <laughs> I'm, i i like and hate this tyler guy at the same time <laughs> he, yeah he's, he's an odd soul he's a character he, he, he's great that's um, great all right thanks pete uh and everyone else later, thanks buddy. for listening bye later sticking around, um, I just have two movies that I haven't gotten around to, uh, uh, I was gonna say Flickfessing yet, um, but that I haven't gotten around to reviewing yet. I guess I can say Flickfessing. Um, I am the Film Vaulters, or this is the film, Film Vaulters. So, Eric Holmes, he, um, he assigned me Iceman from twenty seventeen. It is a German, Italian, Austrian film. Um it's directed by Felix Rondau, uh starring Jurgen Vogel, Franco Nero, Suzanne, Suzanne West. Suzanne West Wuist, I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, so it's called Iceman or Dermon Os demis Uh it takes place five thousand three hundred years ago. And it is a fictional story about a man who was found in the ice in 1991, mummified. Obviously, he wasn't found alive. Um, So it reminded me a lot of, like, the Northmen and uh, the Nightingale that came out a few years ago, um, mixed with Ice Age. And I do mean the animated Ice Age, and not just because it takes place in... um, a barren ice land but it does have a similarity uh, the movie's only an hour and a half uh, so obviously i loved eric for assigning me this uh, i love a good short movie that gets in and out and uh, the movie looks beautiful the story is a is uh, essentially takes place in the Ostel alps like i said 5300 years ago um, it's a Neolithic clan, like, I think, Neanderthals. Um, they, are, they have a leader named Kalab, um, and he is responsible for the, for the uh, tribe. And a tragedy occurs. Uh, I don't really want to give too much away, because it is a short movie, and I do recommend the movie. Uh, so, a tragedy occurs, and he ends up going on a mission... Um, and I won't say any more, uh, about the story, but it is obviously definitely very interesting. Uh, the, it was, it features almost no dialogue, but any dialogue that is spoken is untranslated. There are no subtitles, uh, and it is spoken in Raishan which is an outdated language that we don't use anymore. Um, It is not spoken anymore. There's some amazing shots in here for a movie I've never heard of, uh, especially one on a glacier. um, And there's our hero is kind of hiding behind a rock. And then it's a really interesting scene. Uh, The movie reminds me of the Northman because in a lot of ways, especially like, He's our hero. He's not much as much of an anti hero as um, the as Alexander Skarsgard in the uh Northman, but he is definitely similar in a lot of ways. There's a scene with a baby that it's not a bad scene, but I just found really interesting. It surprised me. Um, so there's definitely some moments in this movie that I will never forget. I, I definitely recommend it. It's a it's a four star movie for me. I think we've seen a lot of this before like a lot like this this kind of story before especially recently with uh, movies like prey and the Northmen and the Nightingale um, without giving too much away so the way it begins and ends is really great and I would highly recommend it to anyone I think it's a really great movie uh, a lot of fun uh, fun yes Uh, And I'm surprised I'd never heard of it before. This is like so up my alley and something I would have jumped on. Uh, So yeah, definitely check it out. (laughs) Okay, so it looks like Iceman is streaming a lot of places, uh, especially Tubi and Plex. So you can basically watch it for free. So the next movie I was assigned to watch watch, uh, is The Hustler. Uh, Directed by Robert Rosen from 1961. Um, A lot of you probably know what The Hustler is. Um, uh, Starring Paul Newman, Piper Laurie, George C. Scott, Jackie Gleason, and Myron McCormick. Uh, It's based on a popular book by the same name. uh, And uh, Robert Rosen, the director, he also directed... uh, Well, he's more of a writer, but he directed... Island in the Sun, Alexander the Great, Mambo, The Brave Bulls, All the King's Men, um, and some others. So, The Hustler tells the story of a small-time pool hustler, Fast Eddie Felson, played by Paul Newman. Uh, he dreams of making it big, uh, and it begins with Eddie challenging Minnesota Fats, played by Jackie Gleason, uh, to high-stakes pool. Um, where they're betting a lot of money, and he's trying to get in the game. Uh, Eddie's partner, Charlie, played by Myron McCormick, handles the money for Eddie. And things don't go as planned, and Eddie finds himself down on his luck and at a bus station where he meets a young girl named Sarah, played by Piper Laurie, who he falls for, and later he meets Bert, played by George C. Scott, who sees the talent in Eddie. And wants to help by giving him the money to play pool again. Uh, it's a weird relationship because he sees the talent in Eddie, but always says, constantly says, "Well, you're a loser. Uh, you'll never win." I don't know. It's a weird relationship, but it it makes the movie incredibly interesting. Uh, the Hustler is a story about addiction, love, mental health, friendship, not giving up. Uh, even when you should sometimes. Uh, The title, The Hustler, has several meanings, double entendre uh, in this movie. The last act is incredibly tense, hard to take your eyes away from, um, everything that's going on between all the characters. Um, Essentially, there there's two different movies here. Uh, One is about Fast Eddie and the game of pool, the other is his love story with Sarah and their tumultu- tumultuous relationship. Um, Sarah is uh, maybe not entirely well; she ha- obviously suffers some from mental health issues. Um, and him, her, and Eddie have an explosive kind of dynamic relationship. Uh, the movie's a little over two hours, and I could have used a little less of the love story. Um, But it definitely makes the ending more impactful and makes it come together uh, better. Uh, The movie was nominated for eight Academy Awards. Paul Newman, Piper Laurie, Jackie Gleason, and George C. Scott were all nominated. Uh, None of them won. And uh, George C. Scott refused the nomination, uh, but he was still nominated nonetheless. Uh, George C. Scott would later go on to turn down uh, an Oscar he won. Uh, one of only three people to do that. Uh, He won that for Patton, um, and he did not show up to the Oscars, and he refused. Um, The movie did win two Oscars, Best Art Direction, uh, Black and White, which was the category at the time, Best Cinematography, Black and White, which was the category at the time. Uh, Obviously, that has changed. Uh, The acting is incredible from everyone. Uh, Paul Newman is so fucking handsome, and I, you know, I haven't seen a ton of Paul Newman films, so, and he was so great as well. Uh, I mean, it's interesting that in the sequel, which I have yet to watch, but I will, he's with Tom Cruise, because I kind of find them similar. Uh, Paul Newman can act and is handsome. I think Tom Cruise can act. Um, not as well as Newman, but, um, and then George C. Scott in this is great, great, great. Um, as well by the end, you're just like, holy shit, this is a, this is a character. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely one I would recommend. I think it's like probably five stars, four and a half maybe, but like, you know, in that classic, uh, category, you know, where it's if you haven't seen it you should uh it's definitely if you haven't seen a lot of paul newman movies you should and uh, i see why people were so in love with him back in the day because he can act and he's very handsome so i can't wait to watch the color of money and uh that was an avery assigned movie so thank you avery and thank you eric two great movies the ice man and uh the Hustler. And I am excited to have more people assign me movies, and uh, I'll probably do them like this from now on, so it's at the end, so if people just want to hear the top five, and I don't have to keep my guest uh, waiting, or they have to listen to me review a movie that they didn't assign me. So, anyways, thank you for listening again to the podcast, Uh, I love doing this, and having listeners, people who actually want to hear this, is great. Um, this is also being posted a day late because I had to finish the end of the Hustler. I completely forgot that I hadn't gotten to the end yet. Um, so I had to like run and and finish that. So anyways, thank you for listening. Ciao.